Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. I'm your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Greg. Hello, hello. And our producer, Shasti. Yes, yes. It's time to warm up your bananas and dive into (laughs) what many film critics say is one of the greatest films ever made, City of God. City of God. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Now he nails it. (laughs) City of God came out in 2002. It is a Brazilian language film out of Brazil, or a Portuguese language film out of Brazil. Um, It was a book first, and then a film book came out in 1999. And it is considered by many to be some of the greatest Brazilian art ever made. Uh, This is also a first for us. This is a movie that has two directors. Uh, the first is Fernando Meirales and Katia Lungi. Mm-hmm. It had a $3.3 million budget and a $30.6 million box office return. Jeez. And surprisingly, for a foreign language film, it has <clears throat> a familiar face or two. couple. Yes, yes. Dive right in. Um, Alexandre Rodriguez as Rocket. Um and he's known for uh, Firecracker, if you want to translate, loosely mm-hmm. translate to um, Portuguese. Um, next is Leandro Fermino de Hora as Lose. And, you know, he's ugly. <laughs> we'll get into that later, I think, a little bit. <laughs> next on the list is uh, Felipe Hagenson um, as Benny, his best friend, Lose's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Sue George is kind of the one that stands out. Um, musical artist mm-hmm. you know across the board he's, he's respected um you know him from like life aquatic um yeah big yeah. shout outs he's got a like, david boy cover, cover right, album right on portuguese so i think sujor stands out big time in there um there's a lot of other elements in this film i can't say all their names right so i'm not going to try but these are the main Fair four enough. players you know? <laughs> yeah these are those are the big ones those are the ones that uh, you right. follow for the most part um and there's a lot to talk about here yes. there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot to drink on here because it's been a while since we had a traditional drink, but I did a little bit of digging. I did my job, mm-hmm. and I found that there is a very popular Brazilian drink called the Caprissima. Now, it's, it's kind of a cousin to the Mojito. Uh, they have a specific liquor for it that is kind of hard to find around here, so we substituted for rum. Blood. because the Yeah, it's blood. <laughs> it's but it's a, it's a sugarcane-based liquor, so we're going with some white rum. We got two ounces of uh, white rum, half an ounce of simple syrup, half an ounce of lime juice. And to spice it up a little bit, I tossed in a quarter ounce of our favorite liquor, 43. 43. So this is your Caprissima. Okay. Hmm. Salud. Salud. Mm. And holy cow, is that good. Wow. That, that mm. really gives the, the native feel. I'll take two. That puts, that, this puts me in the headspace yeah, for good. sure. That's good. Real good. It's a tropical a tropical drink. I was wondering kind of what they were drinking. At certain scenes, they have like limes and a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And yeah, no, I thought it was tequila, but it, it kind of is. So it's it's so this liquor, uh, it's uh, cachaca, mm-hmm. and it's it's the halfway point between tequila and rum. So it's a sugarcane based liquor that is distilled the same way that tequila is. Chaka chaka. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> so it was uh, very nice. So we got some. Some tasty beverages in our glasses. I like cold beverages. Let's dive into City of God. Do it. All right. So I, I'm going to put this on you right off the bat okay. because Greg brought this one to the table. And tell us why. This is my favorite movie of all time. Ever no made. Kidding. Boom. Ever made. Ever 
you know, it came out what, 20, 19 years ago. Um, yeah. yeah. Dude, this movie does it for me in all the right ways. Um, cinematography, absolutely stunning mm-hmm. right off the bat. Right off the bat. And then very first scene, yeah. Um, you know, just how they're able to they're able to fit in so many character interactions and mm-hmm. within that two hour span. I mean, you we know that I'm a character guy. Yeah. And the love and the hate and, and the the transitions that they all go through from mm-hmm. young age into their adulthood or mm-hmm. adolescence, I should say. Spectacular job. Um Yeah. Acting was fantastic. Directing it's very well acted. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that you know, it makes sense there was two people on it. And, yeah. and, and not only a man, but a man and a woman. Yeah. Because there was a lot of back and forth as far as that went, as far as the small interactions between men and women, women mm-hmm. and the tiny nuances, nuances that, you, yeah. that you go through yeah. in your own brain to kind of figure out things as a, as a young kid going mm-hmm. up into, into adolescence, you know, things like sex and drugs. Yeah. And rock and roll because you know they're choosing their parties you know being and groovy. murder in their case <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah right groovies and, and and you know soul guys and you know mm-hmm. it was, and it started in the 60s you mm-hmm. know so everybody's kind of trying to hang on to that and they all woodstock and and the hippie movement rang true across the world yeah so yeah. i think that's why Clearly, it, it, yeah. it holds it holds supreme excellent s- supreme being <laughs> on my favorite movie ever I'm I'm digging the vibe, man. I All like right. the I like the energy, yeah. and I had never seen this movie before, um, and I'm kind of surprised because yeah. it's it's been around for a while. But you know, the things that nabbed me were with the way you guys described it. I thought it was going to be more like a guide to recognizing your saints, but in reality, this is more Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very it like the American equivalent would be a movie like that, right? Um, where you've you've you're really addressing class struggle mm-hmm. and everyday struggle amidst you know the rise of drugs you know especially cocaine in the in the, the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and that and became prevalent throughout the storyline yeah well. it's it's a huge plot point and it's, it's still it's, got holds those american gangster kind of yeah, features as well very much um, so you know i don't know i just it does it for me like i said i mean where y'all where else where else are you gonna get this kind of stuff from i don't know there's not, not there's not a movie like it i i agree <laughs> I agree. And while I compared it to Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. it, just because that's the closest we have in emotionality and tone, mm-hmm. this really does kind of stand alone on its on, on its own two feet. A lot of that comes down to, like you said, the acting and the cinematography. The camera work here, especially from Jump Street, right. is very unique. Um, we've got we've got moments of like the first scene where you've got that slow mo three sixty shot. With where this movie starts in media res, which is in the middle of the story with narration, mm-hmm. and while you're you're surveying the scene with our main character, where you've got the cops behind you, the gang in front of you, and a chicken at your feet, mm-hmm. he's like, "All right, hold up, I gotta back the story up a little bit so you understand how we got here." Mm-hmm. And it's done so seamlessly right. that the narration becomes necessary, mm-hmm. which I will bag on narration left and right, right. because most of the time when you're narrating, it's because you have failed as a writer. Mm-hmm. However, in this case, it puts you immediately into Rocket's right. shoes and you know you're anchored from the very first second. Well, not the first second, the first time you see him, you're anchored with him as your your follow mm-hmm. character, your and, avatar. And to add on to that, um, just you're, you're thrown into the mix right away with this runaway mm-hmm. chicken. Everybody's trying yeah. to get away, trying to find something that they're loathing for, need something. Mm-hmm. It's the city of God. It's a... Slums out suburb of Rio de Janeiro. 
Yeah. Um, things are bad. You know, mm-hmm. they were going good for a while. You know, it's back and forth. It's a territory. Yeah. When gangs are they're thriving, things are good. Mm-hmm. When they're not, it's a it's a hell zone. You know, and it's a territory within a territory. Right. Like we could compare it to like Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. where so the city of God is a <laughs> no, slum you. in Western Rio, but then within that that slum, you had what was it like six it was territories? Five, yeah, five or six. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very segmented, mm-hmm. especially among the guys who are dealing. Mm-hmm. And if you if you wanted to be that guy and be that murder piece of shit like Lil Zay, you can take over five of those or four of those mm-hmm. in one night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's they're so poor. It's a very Corleone move. Right. Right. Like it's it's immediate takeover. Yeah. And heartless. And it, it, the only person that so Lil Zay is your villain in this movie, mm-hmm. and. I guess in the book he's described as being much more ugly. In the movie, I didn't think he was that bad of a looking guy. Like he's <laughs> not as a kid, he's, but he's a, he's just a dude, you know. I mean, I also <laughs> didn't think Knockout Ned dude. is is like this this gorgeous man piece either. But Sue George is glorious. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just saying there's less of a divide right. between how that was good like a they character look. trait. In, yeah. In the, the book well yeah. it's 60s and 70s too i mean i i mean i think women <laughs> should, should still shave their armpits and stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't know That's, i'm old school i don't know <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough so this is gonna be a tough one to kind of break down because yeah, there's, there's so many story elements i don't think we're gonna be able to touch on no. everything but really the heart of it bleeds through all of those elements mm-hmm. so every story beat because you've got You've got Rocket's story, you've got Zay's story, you have Blackie's story, you have Carrot's story, and you've got, uh, uh, what was Zay's buddy's name? His right-hand guy with the glasses? Uh, Benny? Benny. Benny. Yeah. Benny's story. So you've got these five plots going. Obviously, Rocket is is a plot, but you've got all five of these stories mm-hmm. weaving in and out together, and I know we made a deal that we weren't going to talk about Guy Ritchie in every oh, single episode, but it is very Guy Ritchie in the way he's weaving all of this together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the cinematography as well. But this is also... It's more of the added, editing. Yeah. Because yeah. Greg, Greg talked talk about the cinematography just being epic. And the mm-hmm. other half of that, that people who don't know the technical side of that, mm-hmm. is the editing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, this looks beautiful, but yeah. why? You know right. what I mean? Yes. Why? Yeah. Like you're talking about like uh, him jumping around through time, telling mm-hmm. his story. There's a transition that goes. When we say editing, we mean just the mm-hmm. transitioning between shots and mm-hmm. set up yeah. kind of the pace and tempo. Right. And throughout, I think both of you guys would agree with me, throughout this entire movie, like we normally talk about like like these Guy Ritchie movies, especially being well-rounded mm-hmm. and balanced, right? There's highs and lows. There's tension and release. Mm-hmm. Where in this case, where our, our two directors here, it, there was never a dull moment at all. It was nothing mm-hmm. but yeah. tension. And yeah. to accomplish that from shot to shot throughout time is yeah. is that's, that's the spectacular part. And I think that it goes... Um, Rocket, the main character, he wants to be mm-hmm. a photographer. That's pretty much what this whole movie is about. Yeah. Um, him yeah. coming up and being a photographer. He wants to get out of the hood. Starting with the shittiest camera, he admitted it, and be, mm-hmm. trying to be gifted this other thing, and now he's going to papers. Yeah. So I think the shots and the shooting of this movie, cinematography-wise, was parallel to the movie the movie yeah, talent. Yeah. Um, like I these, mean, these giant gorilla shots mm-hmm. that they're using, you know, mm-hmm. like with basic cameras and... Basic overhead stuff, not even running moving. through the streets, not losing just your using lighting. Yeah. You know, it's uh, he's got a thirty-five mil camera. The mm-hmm. movie shot in thirty-five mil. Right, it's like oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it's raw, it's gritty, and it's kind of that like 
the story's so raw and gritty mm-hmm. that it adds like mm-hmm. in my opinion so much more like texture right? I, agree. It adds be- I agree it adds I think beauty right to bat it that, 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 that clarity open- wouldn't you know? and that opening scene I think is perfect you know exactly what they're using yeah, because yeah. They're, they're, that chicken's yeah. running across mm-hmm. they're using depth of focus on every one of those mm-hmm. shots and they're getting something as small as like a table edge to, to just mm-hmm. to create clarity that this is chaos yeah like yeah. the scene you know? like the scene where with the kid and the gun we'll just mm-hmm. put it that way because yeah. yeah, right. this is yeah. one it's, it's so old normally we, we don't we don't care about spoiler alerts this is one where I'd want right. if you're listening I want you, I want to, you to see watch it, it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to say too much but in that scene it's mm-hmm. like the focus is on the gun the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And the most real shit is going on. Like yeah. you're sick to your mm-hmm. stomach after watching. No, but yeah, it's like, absolutely. I was going to get into that as well. Yeah, but yeah, it, but right. the focus is, it, I was just kind of piggybacking on what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. With, like, For sure. I'm going to tie up the field. I'm going to tie you guys you together sick after because some of these scenes. The, 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 there's two things that really stand out here and it's not just, it's an, it's an element of the editing, but the coloring. First of all, mm-hmm. so everything yeah. is so vibrant. You can see the sweat coming off, right. of, coming off their faces. But so dark as well. And yes, yeah. yes, there's so much depth in those darker, in the purples mm-hmm. and the browns and the blacks that it pops. Mm-hmm. And you 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 focus on how tense these moments mm-hmm. are because of that. And the other thing is this editor knows how to how, how to cut things quickly. Like those chase scenes, right. you see it in Jason Bourne and it's yeah. almost done perfectly. Yeah, right. Like the Bourne movies, they know how to do a, a run through the street scene. This does better. Mm. Oh yeah. And I think that's one of the many reasons that this movie got nominated for best editing mm. in 2002. Yeah. Like it didn't win, okay. but it, I, I don't remember what won that it year. It didn't win, but it, but it, it was won. nominated. Right. But I it agree. Like it's probably, it's probably an American like, flick. It, it probably was probably a born. fucking Guy Ritchie movie. I mean, between like we're talking about the transitions, like you know, camera following a bullet, it looks like it's hitting somebody and it hits like the car window, mm-hmm. yeah, or car uh, rear, the side window. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, mirror. Yeah. Um, that even to like like the club scene where it's the strobe light shooting, which I the love that, scene which so is much. like it yeah. seems like something like it's not really achievable. Like if we were like let's shoot this scene with yeah. the strobe mm-hmm. light going up, that how. How, how are you going to pull this off? And yeah. how they and how they move the, the the entire floor, the entire cadence of the movie by mm-hmm. switching the the sound. Yeah. Like went from like kung fu fighting into like some deep dark like yeah. Jim Morrison shit. You know what I mean? Or yeah, I don't yeah. I don't remember what song was going on, but and just finding light and finding people's half faces and mm-hmm. uh, man, 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 just just shooting alone gets you pumped up. You know, not to mention yeah. the amount of violence, which is mm-hmm. it, it's terrible. It doesn't shy away from it. But, you know, there, something there's, needs to be said. This, many is, a, this different is based kinds on a true story. I know it's a loosely, loosely true story, but mm-hmm. these things were happening, and they are yeah. happening still probably. You know, it's just a matter – that's kind of what we're talking about with, with, with Rocket's mm-hmm. character. Um, yeah. Moved through as a kid, always wanted to be this guy. He always noticed that – he always noticed the photographer taking pictures of the killings. Yeah. He wanted to be the guy with the camera. Yeah, that, they, that was they show that out. early. Yeah, yeah. They, it was it's that whole out. documentary style. Right, from that right. Standpoint, like Josh said, the narrate, the the, the mm-hmm. narrate narrations there too. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's in the best way possible. And the dialogue, yeah, character done. development, they're not giving it away all anything. there. And on top of that, you get the ad- like you yeah. usually just get like sometimes you just get like really cool looking editing mm-hmm. and just garbage behind. Yeah, it. yeah well, right, and you right, for, right. you forget that this is kind of a pseudo biopic. Until the very yeah, end, totally. as soon as the credits start yeah, rolling, yeah. like, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, the the photographer's real. Lose was real. Yeah, like not not everybody uh, was uh, a real um, character, but I keep want to say gorgeous George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. knockout Ned. Knockout Ned was, he was real. real. They, 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 they show the footage. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's paying that's off fantastic. Police, you know, it's they were able to get giant amounts of mm-hmm. weapons into a small slum. 
Yeah. Just by paying off police and, and, yeah. and doing their part. And they were able to run the drug scene. Mm-hmm. Everybody Throughout the movie, the whole thing is like, if you want to get big, if you want to make money, it's all about drugs. You know, it's, it's yeah. not about, it's not about uh, knocking people off. It's not mm-hmm. about robbery. It's about drugs. Yeah. It's about and the business. Yeah. And that's kind of where. At the end, we got the business now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, and that's a, yeah. I think that's Lil, Lil, Lil Zay's downfall of it all, even from a young kid, when he went back in, I, spoilers aside, he went back in after they already they already robbed the the motel the the mm-hmm. whorehouse or whatever which yeah will, he went back in everybody thought it was the police that shot these guys up he went back in with a smile on his face yeah, and he's shot a every psychopath at so, 12 years so old so his so his 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 thing was never drugs it was never that it was being the baddest man on top mm-hmm. of that hill it was about murder it was he's a sociopath well, he, he wanted to, to be fullest, known yeah like it, it he he gets upset when they treat him like a child or they call him a child when he's young and then when he's in control, he gets mad that the papers aren't talking about him. Mm-hmm. And he's very, he's very old school gangster. He's yeah. one of the best yeah. villains ever. Yeah, yeah. ever. And I Benny, wouldn't even and, consider him a villain at and this Benny's point. Benny's like, True. Right, both, both, <laughs> Benny's like his side accomplice that put he's floating yeah. between helping everybody out. Having the sl- he's the one that's holding the slums mm-hmm. together. Yeah, yeah, you know, until until he says one phrase to to Lil Zay, he never thought about it in his entire life. Mm-hmm. Zay, you need a girlfriend. Yeah, and then he <laughs> well, his you, whole shit moment, shuts down, and he goes out like gets itself together and he yeah. tries to holler at uh knock out ned's girl and you know we all know how that oh, ended, that's who that is, was yeah yeah it was a nasty scene you know but it's yeah. it's real you know you get you, you don't want to think that these things happen mm-hmm. but they do yeah you know, and i mean let's, an let's un- look at let's look at the world at that point right. like you were saying in the united states the the in the 60s and 70s we had the the civil rights movement mm-hmm. but we also had like the united states is known for upending the rest of the world right. and we were doing that in in South America mm-hmm. in the seventies, so to tell this story isolated and not rely on the American influence, yeah, is fascinating right. because it's not a not a viewpoint or an opinion that we get very often here in the states. The only way they did that is because they said the media won't cover it. Yeah, nobody knows about it. That's yeah. what, that was huge to them. It, that's the only that's the only time frame we have basically for this mm-hmm. movie is it's been a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned's that's now he's a straight hoodlum. Yeah, you know it's been a year. Nobody's covering this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the only time for me have is media, which goes back to the parallel story with yeah with with Rocket. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything's connected. That's why this movie does it. And it, it's <laughs> it's hard to really pin down. Like it's 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 hard to pin down what makes this movie great without giving away too much about it. I know I want to give it all because <laughs> if, if I were no to point. try and I know, if I, I were to, to to try and convince someone to watch this movie. They, I would not be too much. It's like, look, I'm it's not going to tell it's you anything. It's a great story. Yeah. I, can't, I can't tell you <laughs> anything. It's, like flip it's based DVD. in Brazil. See, I bought this DVD like three times. I borrowed it to yeah. other people two times and I haven't You're gotten never it back. That <laughs> so, no, no, no. But that tells you something. Yeah. You know? this, this is like years ago. I mean, there's a reason. So Time Magazine has this on one of their 100 best films of all time. And the Motion Picture Editors Guild has this as the 17th best edited film ever. Hmm. The Injustice. craft behind this <laughs> movie, <laughs> and not like when you think of the best films ever, you're thinking Spielberg, mm-hmm. you're thinking, uh, you're thinking Scorsese, big names, big Scorsese, names. Scorsese. Godfather, you're, you're, yeah. yeah, yeah, and this is just literally two no name directors mm-hmm. who the only other thing they've really done was another movie with these actors, mm-hmm. yeah, or a couple of other movies with these actors, and yeah. they knocked it out of the park so hard that. The Boisterous Time magazine had to take notice. Right. 
that should tell you something about the quality of this film. I think that was kind of also them picking up their own pieces about not bringing light into the situation in the, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Because um, they should have had coverage. That's you fair. Know? I mean, what was but going on there was ridiculous. Kids were dying. True, true. You know. I mean, I, I'll give a little bit of grace just because I, I want to really exemplify how hard these directors work to make this so yeah, good. Yeah, I agree. Like, when we're talking okay. about editing... You're not. It's not just an an editor in a room by themselves. Mm-hmm. It is both directors and the editor going through every second yeah. of footage at least ten right. times. Right. They have seen they. They've seen every inch of it, mm-hmm. and sometimes the actors and, see if you can get more out of them. Yeah. yeah, and they've 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 they poured over all of this stuff and gave us such a phenomenal product that the rest of the world had to take notice. So Agreed. my hat, if I were wearing a hat, hats off to them. Yeah, right. Like, I, I think this is I. It, it's not necessarily something that I want to watch all the time because it's a very heavy movie. But it is a it is a film that I recommend to literally every human being who owns a screen. Yeah, same. And I have been for 15 years mm-hmm. since I watched. it. I'm very glad you brought this. Good. On. I'm good. I'm glad. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot more we can talk about without spoiling. Mm-hmm. So let's go around the horn. Final thoughts before we do. Taco ratings? Oh, man, I have so many thoughts about this movie. But yeah, like you said, go watch the fucking flick. I yeah. mean, it's a great movie. I mean, it's going to leave you with something, and I think all good films should. You know, it might mm-hmm. it might be a little bit of distress, a little angst, sadness, but it, there's all also that element of hope, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, he got out. He mm-hmm. found his way, and it was because he was so closely knitted with these gangsters, these, these terrible mm-hmm. people, was his... Was his food ticket out yeah so i mean that's kind of what i gather you know I mean, without giving away the yeah absolutely the meat but shasti your takeaway from from city of god yeah um so again i've, I've watched this movie by one of my favorite movies for the last 17 or 18 years mm-hmm. uh recently i've been doing like last couple months i've been doing a ton of street photography like taking this oh, camera yeah, yeah. downtown mm-hmm. and you know street photography is about mainly portraits mm-hmm. portrait shots candid shots and mm-hmm. like city structures mm-hmm. that you compose to kind of narrate a story right, right. that's yeah. the whole point of it and yeah. watching this mm-hmm. like not only did i look at it a different way with rocket run around with his camera yeah, but yeah. i call what the directors are doing because you said I, I said it five minutes ago you said at the shot you want to set a, up a narration mm-hmm. and to tell your story yeah but still give you the documentary feel like you're absolutely you're there you're behind that bullet. You're running behind right. that, that that chicken in the opening scene, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool because it's kind of like I'm looking at it different, and it also kind of inspired me. Right. Oh, absolutely! After watching it for almost two decades, absolutely. And like you, you might not want to watch all the time. Like there was a period, like every one of my friends, you need to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is probably the movie I've seen the most. The most yeah yeah mm, yeah so absolutely. to watch it you know for two decades i can the, see why and to be inspired yeah. in a new way mm-hmm. and to kind of look at just film in a different way yeah. and like the respect for the editors yeah and how these two directors can team up mm-hmm. that at for already being one of my top movies that kind of just adds mm-hmm. more and totally to, and can i add one totally. more thing yeah. go for it. sorry go for it um there was love interest there was romantic things involved mm-hmm. it was not overused you know what i mean Correct. like so many yeah. so many directors and stuff they try to add this like flaky mm-hmm. oh i want you baby we're gonna die oh, together to be there yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was there it was gone and such every, a delicately and balanced was cool love trying you know what i mean it was it was great you know i mean yeah it was there fleeting but it wasn't the main story they didn't mm-hmm. push that i it thought is. that was very important because if they did that they'd yeah. ruin the movie Absolutely. i agree i agree i think uh 
if I were to, to describe this film to you, I'd say this is the, the perfectly cooked fish. Oh. It's light. It's delicate. It's, it's flaky. flaky. <laughs> Add a little lemon. But it's still succulent. Mm. And I like it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> succulent. Uh, and having never seen it before, going into this cold, because uh, you guys, you guys kind of described it to me, but you were intentionally like just like I was with this drink. Don't right, taste right, it. Right. Go into it bold. Kind of like our. Yeah. Di- like we're telling people to do that. Movie. Yeah. yeah. And I want to give it away, but it, you I walked. Can't. I walked into this not really knowing what it was about, and really appreciating it both as a viewer and I know I would have seen this movie differently if I watched it two years ago having done what we've done for the last year I've learned so much about film that I appreciate it more than I think I would have Mm -hmm. before and just the the coloring caught me the focus caught me the uh, the editing caught me and I there was I did not pick up my phone at any point during this movie like when we're reviewing stuff, you guys usually know because I'm texting you nonsense. Yeah, sometimes. Like, like I'll be oh, texting Kim about yeah, what's yeah. going on. It's like, you guys had yeah. no idea when I watched mm-hmm. the if watched you, If you're texting me doing that, I'd be like, stop texting. <laughs> I wanted to check on you this morning. Like, did you watch the movie? Today? Yeah, like I didn't say a word because it hooked me. Yeah. And while it doesn't necessarily fall into my favorites, it falls into some of my most respected. Mm-hmm. So this is probably, I'm going to give away a little bit of, of my hand here, this is probably going to be one of my highest rated movies ever. That said, we here at Sippable Opinions, specifically on Cocktail Cinema, we like to rate our movies out of 100 tacos because tomatoes suck. <laughs> so out of 100 tacos, Greg, what do you give City of God? Well, since I consider no movie has ever been made that is 100. Um, I don't even know what to say. It's one of those those movies that there's no words. Like we talked about, you can't describe it. Go there's with no your heart, words. Rocket. Oh, I know my heart. It's a 99.9 in my book. Leaving Hell only yeah. that one for is... one other movie to hopefully bypass <laughs> this one. Hell yeah. I love this movie with all of my being. Like, seriously, go watch this flick. It'll hurt you. It'll make you happy. It'll make you sad. It'll give you hope. Like... Everything's great about this movie, not just by the feeling, yeah. but like we talked about the editing, the yeah. cinematography, yeah. the movement, the movement and, and, and the growth between characters. 99.9, my Shasty. favorite movie ever. I was going to give it a 93, and then I remembered I gave Die Hard a 95, <laughs> so I have to give this a 95. Just because, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. This has to be the new 95. Die Hard's the best call it 95.5. Right? That's where like all right. radio I probably would have called station. it if I never gave... During Christmas time when I was shit fans, <laughs> Die Hard 95, I would have said 93 for this. Excellent. So, I give, your score. Let's go. I give this a 96. Nice. Wow. I'm I'm actually a 96. perplexed. I think there's only three or four movies that I've given above a 90, and there's only one movie, I think, it's got a 97. That was Godfather 1. So, yeah. So, we did good? I great. You did great. Folks, go watch this movie. I'm not gonna tell you anything else. You heard our scores. You know how high we're 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 praising this. Go watch City of God. As of right now, it is available for rent on Amazon. It's also available for purchase. And let's take a look at our Rotten Tomato score. So a critic score of 91 and a fan score of 97. So we're all kind of sitting in that middle ground yeah, there. Yeah, right in the pocket there. Yeah. Excellent. Not me. I exceed. 
And that is also <laughs> the reason tomatoes suck because they're so wide and varied. 91 to 97, that's yeah. the difference between <laughs> a plus tomato or a, 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 what do they call the beef? Beef steaks? Na, na, 91 to 97, that's <laughs> the difference our, between our Die Hard and, and Godfather. So. Cherry tomato versus beef steak. <laughs> <laughs> no, so for one of, the, one of the movies that filmmakers have rated as one of the best, go see it. That said, hmm, good drink. We'd Jeff. like to hear what you have to say. So if you're watching this on YouTube, hop down into the comments. Let us know what your taco rating would be for City of God. Tell us why you liked it or why you didn't, and we will disagree with you there. <laughs> hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. You know what to do. If you're listening to this on a podcast network, please go ahead and rate the cast. Uh, every little bit counts. We appreciate every little bit of interaction. And... If you'd like to go even further down this rabbit hole with us, Alice, (laughs) you can hop on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash sippableopinions. That's S-I-P-P-A-B-L-E. You can, for as little as a dollar a month, join us and be a part of the team and get exclusive access to our show, The Sip, which we're not even going to tell you what it's about. We're just going to tell you that it's amazing. You get early access to all of our videos and shows and pilots and, and access merch. to all of our episodes. We've got like yeah. maybe 15 up on YouTube. We've got a year's worth of yeah. content too. So. Yeah, Patreon's got it all. Patreon's got it all. We recently teamed up with Patreon for their loyalty program. So now our existing patrons get a little bit of merch every few months just for sticking with us because we see you and we hear you. That said, Greg, thank you for being with me. Thanks, Shasti, Josh. thank you for being the king yes, of the keyboard. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Shasti. Watchers <laughs> and listeners, lovers and likers alike. Thank you for joining us, but we gotta say goodbye.